is pleasing in your sight. We offer up a sacrifice of praise as a sweet-smelling savor into your nostrils. Hear our prayer, O oh Lord. We, the petition of names has gone before you. Somebody needs a healing this morning. Somebody's on their bed of affliction. Father, we ask, oh God, that you would touch them right now in the midst of their affliction. We pray for healing where there needs to be healing. We invoke the name of Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer. Have your way, oh God, in their lives and let them know that they're never alone. Father, we lift up the membership of Bethel United Methodist Church. Father God, this church has stood 111 years as a beacon of light to this community. And Lord, it seems like our communities are deteriorating. It seems like young folks are just godless and not seeking you. But then, oh God, we also know that your word will go forth with power, conviction, and clarity. And that we can celebrate that you are still saving. You are still reaching people right where they are at. And so for those who have made their way out to the house of worship and prayer, whether in person or online, we say thank you, God. We pray that something is said to encourage and inspire them to continue to run on to see what the end is going to be. And we know that serving the Lord will pay off, not just in this life, but ultimately, those who place saving faith in Jesus Christ will experience eternal life. This life is just a temporal abode. But everything that we say and do in this life is to bring praise, glory, and honor to you. So we thank you, God, for the precious privilege that we have in these United States of America. No, it's not perfect. Our country is not perfect. But Lord, we can come and assemble together in the name of Jesus. Give glory and honor to that name. We can magnify the name of Jesus. For there is no other name given in heaven or in earth that man might be saved but by the name of Jesus. And we thank you for sending him down the portals of heaven. He stepped out of eternity into time, took on flesh, and as we embark on this Advent season, soon to be here, to remember his coming, we say thank you, O oh God. Anoint the choir, anoint the musicians. Each and every one that's under the sound of my voice, give us ears to hear what your spirit is saying on today. God, have your way in us and through us that your name is glorified and magnified in the earth. Lord, touch those in the hospitals, nursing homes, those who are behind bars, behind the prison walls. Let them know that their physical condition does not reflect their position in you. For whom the Son sets free is free indeed. So have your way, O oh God, in us and through us. We ask these and all other blessings in the mighty, majestic and marvelous name of Jesus, the Christ. We pray and believe. And with that, all of God's children say amen, amen, and amen. Oh, no. 
charge conference. They're doing it all together this year with our new district superintendent. So I'm looking forward to this. This is the first time I've experienced it on this level. So we are grateful, a little different than what we've done the last three years. But we're excited nonetheless. We were able to make a full report and we got, and because of you, we got all of our reports in. So we're grateful and thankful. So we do encourage you to come out and see what God is doing in the life of the church. Amen. We are grateful for that. We also uh, want to acknowledge those November birthdays. Amen. We got Barbara McCoy. Sharon Montgomery, Annie Macon, Mary Thomas, Jackson Andrews celebrated a birthday, Mary Hudson, Rita Hinton, Jacoby McDonald, Malik Gilliam, and Everett Davis has a birthday in November. So let us acknowledge those November birthdays. If you got a November birthday and your name was called, just stand up at this time. We want to acknowledge you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, children of God. Happy birthday to you. Remix. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Have you been here before? 
like to do a little something for our visitors, and we want you to be, feel welcome and come back. So if you can stand up. Amen. Amen. That's Brother, that, that's brother Orlando's daughter. Amen. So. Visitor out there on Facebook, we want to we want to acknowledge you as well.
Colossians, the fourth chapter. Colossians, the fourth chapter, verses 1 through 6. You'll find these words penned by the Apostle Paul. Colossians, the fourth chapter, verses 1 through 6. You'll find these words penned by the Apostle Paul. When you have it, say amen. All right. Reading from the King James Version. Masters, give unto your servants that which is just and equal, knowing that ye also have a master in heaven. Continue in prayer and watch in all, watch in the same with thanksgiving, with all praying also for us that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also in bonds that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak walk in wisdom toward them that are without redeeming the time let your speech be always with grace Season with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. The word of God for the people of God.
think about it and then you examine it and you understand Paul's situation, he was ultimately running out of time. It's somewhat paradoxical because he's writing it from prison, but he's ultimately going to be executed. You know, there are three things that constitute this universe, this visible universe, matter, space, and time. And ever since the fall of our foreparents, we've been running out of time. And if you like me, there just never is enough time in the day. Uh, can I be honest? Yeah, have you ever been late to work? You did everything right, even prepared your clothes the night before? and still was running a little bit behind. I know a lot of pastors um, sometimes are just infamous for never being on time. I try to dispel that the best I can, but sometimes I just run out of time. Can we be honest? Are you always on time? It's a good practice to be on time, but sometimes there's you know, as I was preparing this uh, message, I was looking at some things and examining it. We also had been studying Colossians in Bible study, but this, this fourth chapter stood out to me um, because as we look at the global landscape and we look at some of the things that are happening even within our own denomination, we're looking at some of the things that are happening as people interact. Um, at the beginning part of this fourth chapter, it talks about masters, Give unto your servants that which is just and equal, knowing that ye also have a master in heaven. I, I want to bring this to light, that the scripture means no more or any less than it did at the time it was written. So at the first, in the time in the first century when this was written, when Paul was writing this, it was custom for slavery. Slavery was an acceptable practice in the first century. But the thing about it is, uh, the connotation and what it meant at that time is uh, this would be like a, a, a employer and an employee type of relationship. And, and down through the years, we know that the scriptures have been twisted and manipulated to subvert a group of people. Um, slaves, some of our ancestors who were slaves, uh, it was illegal for them to learn how to read and write, and so they had to get things second hand, and people would manipulate the scripture to have docile slaves. People are still manipulating the scriptures, even in this postmodern era. But we need to understand what it means here, in this text right now. Paul is talking about some equity. Masters, give unto your servants that which is just and equal. You know, treat them right. Pay them fairly. You know, take care of of them and, and knowing that ye also have a master we us we have a master and his name is Jesus he provides for us and if we get into the workforce or we are business owners we ought to treat people fairly that's an ongoing issue even in our society today this is election season we want people who are going to be empowering equity and inclusion and diversity. We want that. We need that. Those things that are equitable. You know, and we got to continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. 
learn to be grateful and thankful for what God has provided for us. Ultimately, my sisters and brothers, we ought to be thankful because God provided a plan of salvation for us. Paul was talking about this. Even though he was in chains, even though he was bound, he still shared the good news of Jesus. Death, burial, and resurrection. That message never changes, and that's what we have to do. Now, verse 3 says, with all praying also for us that God would open unto us the door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also in bonds. Sharing the good news. Sharing the gospel. Brothers and sisters, we've got to live our life so it brings praise, glory, and honor to God and we are supposed to use our time in this world, in this earth bring glory and honor to God because people are watching our walk. It doesn't matter what you say, people will watch you. I know that's what I do. The best example, the best Christian witness is how you live your life. You know, we got a, we got some we got some young folk out there out there that are just doing some things that are uncouth and unsavory. And we still have to model what good Christian character is. I'm putting on my chaplain's hat. Sometimes we got to meet them where they're at. When I get called out to a critical incident, people are destitute of hope. But when they see you and they know, you don't have to say anything. They know who you represent. They know who I represent. That's not just the pastor's responsibility. It's yours too. I'm not saying you go out to critical incidents. But how you live your life up when you're outside of the four walls of this church is very important. People need to see a godly example. Paul was reminding uh, the believers of this, and, and it's still relevant even today. Not so much what you say, but what you do. It tells a lot. Now, I'm not breaking any homiletical laws because had a devotion on Monday that just spoke to my heart. And if you can reference Jerry Vine's power in the pulpit, he says it is permissible to share if it helped you to share it with your congregation. And I want to help somebody today because we're talking about time, using our time to honor God. But in order to do that also, we got to spend time in God's word. So this is from the word for you today. And it's awful, and it's based off of the previous chapter, uh, Colossians 3.16, which just says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. That's why the music ministry is so very important. It helps to usher in God's presence. Use your time to honor God. And so the devotion says this. Meditating in the scripture is one of the great keys to spiritual growth. In Psalms 1, David writes, in his law, he meditates day and night. Psalms 1, 2. 
But the word meditation is not one that a text in Twitter generation relates to well. We imagine sober-faced monks wearing hair shirts and chanting on bended knees as the sun comes up every morning. As a result, we want to run in the opposite direction. We admire such people. We admire such people. Thank God has to call us to such a thing and conclude that we that he certainly hasn't called us to do it. Or we think meditation is a discipline that requires hours of uninterrupted time. And time is one thing we don't have anymore. And the result, we live busy but spiritually barren lives. Some of us actually think meditation is a fine thing. But we believe that there are too many other areas of spiritual growth and character development we have to work on first. What's the problem? We don't understand what it means to meditate or the rich benefits it gives us. A spoon of instant coffee is okay if you just want the basic taste of coffee. But if you want more, if you want to enjoy the flavors of the coffee in their riches, you have to let it percolate. So, we could paraphrase the scripture this way. In his law, he percolates day and night. That is what Paul meant here. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. Today, enjoy the aroma, the taste, the flavor, and experience strength in percolating in God's word. What does that coffee do? Brew, slow, and steady. We got to meditate on God's word. You got to get God's word in your heart. Because you can't share if it's not in you. And that's all of our responsibility. That's why Bible study, prayer group, Sunday school is important. And your personal devotion time. Each of us. But you have to make and set aside the time. And I'm, and listen, and I know I'm busy. But I want to be productive for Jesus. That is important. Use your time to honor God. And, and, you know, I came from that hip-hop era, generation, in the late 80s. So that word percolate really just spoke to me. There was a little song that used to say, it's time for the percolator. I, I know, listen, come on, can we talk now? I know y'all say sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. I had a flashback. <laughs> it's time for the percolator. I'm in Jesus now. So when he said percolate on his word, that's what I'm doing. Let the word of God dwell in you richly. You got to eat it. You got to consume it. And before I was saved, sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost, I used to drink myrrh. I used to drink beer. I used to have libations. 
stoop pedagogues. I, I entertained spirits. They weren't the right ones. But now, I'm drunk on the Holy Ghost. I got to talk simple plain. This thing is real. I use my time now to honor God. to have our godson visit I think we were in bed at like 9.30 on a Friday night that never would have happened 20 years ago there's a change how are you spending your time is it honoring God it's not just the pastor's responsibility it's us as called out Christians because somebody might ask you. And that's why I like what Paul said. Walk in wisdom, verse number five. Walk in wisdom toward them that are without. Redeeming the time. Sharing Christ. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. And then verse number six, it says, Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. Somebody going to ask you about the joy that you have. How can you experience joy in the midst of sorrow? But that's the joy of Jesus. His Holy Spirit does that for us. He'll pick you up out of the muck and mire of life. That's important. I spend a lot of time helping people as a chaplain and as a pastor. Some folk just need to know that you're there for them and that you can share the good news. That God can and he will make a way. Trouble don't last always. Be not dismayed. Whatever betide you. Because God will take care of you. Beneath his wings, love of God. He'll pick you up. That's a blessed hope that we have. Do you know for some people out there in a dead and dying world, it's a mystery. The Greeks, philosophers, called it the mysterium tremendum, a tremendous mystery. God is unknowable, but yet knowable. That's paradoxical. Into the human finite mind, you can't grasp that. But he is knowable. How can you ask me how I know? Because he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me that I am his own. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. Yes, I get a little bit demonstrative. I get happy when I talk about Jesus because I know what he's done in my life. He's the one who makes the crooked path straight. And when I surrender to him, I told him. I just thought I was going to be able to tell a testimony. I didn't know you were going to have me up here preaching. But I got the can't help it. I got to tell somebody about Jesus, the Christ, the man who died for me. You know he bled and suffered. He hung on Calvary. I want to thank him for how he blessed me. I want to thank him because he never left me. He never left me alone. He could have let me die in that hospital room, but he didn't do it. He healed my body, and he told me to run on, and now I'm telling somebody about Jesus. 
a dead and dying world. And we are now. We are, we are live and in effect on Facebook. It can go out. Jesus is still saving folk. Won't he rock you in the midnight hour when your body's racked with pain? You might have lost a loved one. He can fill any void. He can do it. All you have to do is call on him. His name is Jesus. J-E-S-U-S. Jesus. Jesus. He makes a difference. My sisters and brothers, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you've been through. But don't get so caught up in life that you have not set apart time and set aside time to commune with Jesus through his word. He can keep and sustain you. He can help you on life's journey. Just like the devotion helps us. It helped me to stay the course, to stay on track. Got to percolate. Got to talk with him. Have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about your trouble. He'll hear your faintest cry, and he'll answer by and by. When I feel that prayer wheel turning, I know that fire's burning, because I had a little talk with Jesus, and he made everything. I'm talking about everything. He made it all right. He can do the same thing for you. Do you believe? And will you receive it? I'm not talking about something I heard. I'm talking about who I know. And yes, I try to articulate my faith. But there's something about this moment. I get happy and I get joy when I think about what he's done for me. He didn't have to do it, but he did. He gave me another chance to straighten it out, to get it straight in my life. He can do the same thing for you. And I tell the young people, when I go as a chaplain, I go in to the Department of Corrections, I go into our county jail, and I share with those uh, offenders that are in the work program, I tell them that the best witness that they will have is when they get out and if their life is changed. Because you can say anything until you sign that paper and they release you. But you, I said, your walk will tell the story. It will tell the truth. I'm not what I ought to be, but I'm not what I used to be. And I thank God that he saved me. And I commune with him. I talk to him daily. I set apart some time. Now, I get busy, but I have to ask for forgiveness sometimes because I hadn't made the proper time for Jesus. But I'm going to honor him wherever I go. The storm clouds of life may rise. The billows will roll. But I know who anchors my soul. And my soul is anchored in Jesus. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Will you trust him today? Are you determined to walk with him today? Use your time to honor God. I'm going to honor him because he gave us eternal life through his sacrifice at the cross. It's at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart roll away. It was there by faith I received my sight and now I'm happy 
all the day. I give God the glory and I give him the praise. Use your time to honor God on the job with your children, with your grandchildren. Walk like Jesus. Talk like Jesus. I'm telling you, sometimes the only Jesus that they're going to see is the Jesus that they see in you. It is important how you represent him. Use your time to honor God. I thank God today because Jesus keeps on making a way. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Use your time to honor God. Paul was on, in jail and getting ready to be executed, but he was still providing encouragement for the believers. And he did it gracefully, and he's reminding us that we have to do it gracefully. Treat one another with respect and dignity and help somebody on this journey called life. Don't be scared to share your testimony. You can help somebody through the struggles that you've been through and that you can attest to the grace of God in your life. I'm a living witness that he keeps on making a way and he will keep you if you put your trust in him. As we stand all over the building, there may be one to Jesus just as you are he'll make a difference in your life using your time to honor God hallelujah do you see what God is doing Can somebody come and take their names as we, you guys have come to attest? Okay. I just have to. You guys hold. I just want to ask you this because this is important. I want to ask her the question real quick. Just. This is important because this is a matter of public record. And anytime you come, it has to be done in the open because we cannot be ashamed to own Jesus. And so, Sister Janelia, Wells Moon. Wells Moon. Sister Janelia Wells Moon. She's going to be 18 on Thursday. 
She's 17, but she's past that age of accountability. This is of her own volition. And sister, what's her name? Siobhan Robinson. Siobhan Robinson. Devontae Burks. Devontae Burks. But this young man is coming with his mother to connect with Jesus. And I can see the joy in your guys. I know this has to be a blessing to their father. Because you know why? The world is dying and going to hell, but God is still saving folk. And he's showing us and he's giving us a witness. Do you believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day for your justification and vindication? Do you believe this? They believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's the good news. That's the gospel that we're supposed to be sharing. And they believe it. So let us pray over these. And you have come to attach to Bethel to work out your soul salvation in this church. And we got, we got Sunday school, right, this young man. I know we got a candidate, and he's going to bring others. Amen. And this is a challenge to you others out there. You got grandbabies, get them here. Yeah. Janelia has been taking part, and I thank Brother Kilgore and others, um, Sister Xavier. We do the confirmation class. Sister Janelia has been part of that BYG and confirmation class. There is nurturing and discipleship going on. You might not see it, but it's happening. And those parents are committed to getting those students here. We got to do the same thing. Get them babies here. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Stretch your right hand of faith to these, our Father's children. You can go ahead and place. <laughs> okay. Yep. Gracious divine heavenly Father, we thank you for the word and the power of the word. We thank you that the gospel softens hearts and compels men, women, boy, and girl. And it is simplistic enough to where a child can understand it, that they are coming, oh God, coming to you for salvation, for healing, for deliverance. You never leave yourself without a witness. And we thank you for these who have come. But there may be others, God. There may be out there on in the digital sanctuary. God, we ask that you would touch them even now. We bless you. We honor you. And continue to guide us that Bethel can be a beacon of light to this community, a beacon of hope that the gospel is going forth. In the mighty, majestic, and marvelous name of Jesus, we pray and believe. Every heart says amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. I'm going to, Sister Charlotte, um, could you come at this time as well? Um, Sister Rosie, she is our, she is our, somebody got some, she is our membership care. She, just give her your name. Sister Charlotte joined last week, but she, she needs, she keeps a record. So if you guys could just sit next to her, she is a wonderful woman of God. Um, she'll get your information, you guys. All right. I love you and God loves you best. And a family that prays together stays together. All right. Janelia, you are part of us and we love you. We love you. We love you. And your aunt, we love you, Sister Linda, Reverend. 
did it. The angels in heaven rejoice, and you, we, we're here for you. We love you. Do you feel the family love? That's what it's about, baby. You're never alone, okay? Thank you, Reverend. Thank you so much for bringing me. Thank you so much. Janelia, you come over here. You guys come over here. This, this second call goes out. Is there one for special prayer? As I said last week, those of you who cannot stand long, you can just sit down and we'll pray with you. But we wanted to, we wanted to get that taken care of. Is there another for special prayer? You can come at this time. Come to the altar. There's nothing too hard for God. Christ in you, the hope of glory. We can pray one for another. Come on for special prayer. Let's, let us hold hands at the altar. Fill with prayer. All right, these are come for special prayer. Are there others? Are there others? You may be seated. Just stretch your right hand of faith to our brother and sisters. Stay right there, sis. Stay right there, yep. I anoint you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. I anoint you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. I anoint you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. I anoint you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. I anoint you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. I'm just going to ask that you would stretch your right hand of faith to our sisters. All right, let us pray. Gracious, divine, heavenly Father, we come now on bended knee, a bowed head and an humble heart. We can come boldly to the throne of grace and obtain mercy in our time of need. So God, we ask now, these who have come up for special prayer, Lord, you know all about them. They're fearfully and wonderfully made. Some have come on behalf of others as intercessors. We ask that you would move in the situation. You know all about those children who need your healing touch. God, these are standing boldly now, knowing that if they come to you, they cast their cares upon you, you care for them. Keep them in the cradle of your arm and let them know that they're never alone. We thank you for your word, the power of the word. We thank you, God, also that we can obtain mercy in our time of need. So we bless you, we honor and glorify you, O oh God. We want to use our time to bring honor to you. It's in the mighty, majestic, and marvelous name of Jesus that we pray and believe. The church says amen, amen, and amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. The Lord bless you. This is what the church is supposed to do. We are there and we are here for you. Sometimes I, I am traditional. I'm 
about as Methodist as they come. But sometimes, and not sometimes, when the Holy Spirit speaks, we got to get off of that agenda and get off the regularly scheduled program. We got to pray for one another. We got to call those things that are not as though they are and believe that God will manifest. He's moving in a mighty way. And he's adding to the church such as should be saved. If we receive it. It's not easy. And these are perilous times we're living in. People are dying. And God is still speaking life and bringing life to his church. We've had over 60 churches closed in this denomination. But God has his hand on Bethel. And I am so grateful that he continues to do that which is supernatural and all the glory belongs to him as the choir if you just sing us a song as sister Rosie gets ready to give us the names just however God uses you just give us something are the names of those who have joined Bethel and have come and accepted that invitation to Christian discipleship and we're going to nurture and care for them. Sister Janelia is part of the BYG and these others. So I'm, we're going to say the names. Charla Green. Devante Burks. Siobhan Robinson. And Janelia Wells Moan. God bless you, sister. You guys can come up here. 
Amen. Because of COVID protocols, you know, I know I extended them. I, we, I shook their hand instead of us all walking around and doing that, okay? I represent you all. But let us give the Lord a hand clap of praise for these who have come to attach themselves to Bethel. And we're going to love on them and nurture them. Um, yep, you guys see Sister Rosie after the benediction so she can get the rest of the information from you. But God is able, okay, no matter what you're going through. He's with you, and I know you feel his love, and he speaks to us directly. So we're going to help you on this journey. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. soul is full. Amen. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. time to honor God. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us all now henceforth and forevermore. Experience the love of the Father, grace of the Son, communion with the triune God, the Holy Spirit. These three are one. The church of the living God says a threefold. Amen for the Father. Our charge conference, 3 o'clock this afternoon. Please come and be a part of what God is doing. 3 o'clock this afternoon, charge conference. God bless you. Be encouraged.